Hello guys, welcome back to the Absolute True Podcast. My name is Abby, and today's episode we have a special guest with us. Yes, um, would you like to introduce yourself a little bit? Hi everyone, my name is Elizabeth, or Lizzie, and um, I don't know how to introduce myself. I guess my most important identity to me is I'm a child of God. I'm his daughter, I'm his baby girl, and that's who I am. Yes. Um, so I actually had um, Lizzie come on here because I believe that she's very knowledgeable about this and she can really help y'all kind of understand what we're going to be talking about today. And today we're going to be talking about legalism. And to me, it's kind of a fresh new term that I've stumbled upon in recent months. So my definition of legalism is behaviors, actions, and thoughts deemed um, by the church or by the Christian society as good and acceptable to gain salvation into heaven and to please God. So what I really characterize it is um, by performance Christianity and also kind of like a list of do's and don'ts into how to get into heaven. So do you have anything to add to that, Lizzie? Yeah, honestly, I was just going to say the same thing. You know, Tony Evans has a great sermon on um, freedom from legalism that I listened to a while back, right? And he defines it the same way you did, speaking to relate to God by performance. Um, But I guess for me, through my experience, legalism for me personally is, um, it is wasting your time proving why you are loved or deserve to be loved when you've already our love yeah and um i actually wanted you to share maybe like an example that you have been a victim of legalism or maybe a chance that you have actually performed legalism um towards somebody yeah yeah so for me um i would say by nature i'm a very (laughs) legalistic person yeah um which is like because so it's really ironic i don't like rules right i don't like it when people tell me what i have to do or say you must do this but i love making rules or like organizing things into like bite-sized chunkable things that i can digest right and so for me when i began my christian walk um one of the things i heard was like oh christians shouldn't listen to um secular music right Mm -hmm. and i was like what that's whack (laughs) like that doesn't (laughs) make any sense like what's the problem with it so then I started like listening so for me when I have a question I just digest everything I'm like listening to people listening to sermons reading books on it and so after like doing my own research I was like yeah 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 definitely like I understand why they say we shouldn't listen to like um secular music or whatever Mm -hmm. and so for me I started making my own rules I was like yeah um, I'm not going to listen to uh, secular music. And then for a little bit, I was telling, like, I attempted to tell people they shouldn't, but then I was like, hold up. I hate it when people tell me this, so I ain't going to do that, right? Yeah. And so I was like, I got to practice it first. So then I was like, you know what? I'm not listening to secular music anymore. Um, but then somewhere along the way, I would, like, fail because I'm like, man, these Christian songs are whack. It's <laughs> the same thing it's the same thing over again but like there's nothing good I'm like god I like variety I like like R&B I yes. like alternative rock I yes. like lo-fi 
and like all these other things so I was like god this ain't working out for me (laughs) (laughs) I was like I'm gonna just stop this rule because I was like it doesn't make sense but then um I in my heart I really desired to again um like understanding where that came from I really desired to like actually follow that so I went to God and I was like yo so like all these Christian music whack but I really don't want to listen I want to like try to move away from that so can you help me find like Christian music and artists that could possibly like fit my taste right and so like of course um yeah so that was my prayer and then a little while later after that like I started finding other music, other artists and stuff. And I was like, oh, you know, I could do this. So it was like um, an example going back is an example of the legalism was um, I can't listen to secular music, right? Yeah. Um, But then a shift from that legalism was I want to listen to songs that edify God or help me grow in God, right? And so I think in facing uh, legalism or seeing legalism in people or myself, it's moving from I have to do something to I want to do something for this reason, for this purpose. Yeah. And I think, like, that's something that many people also struggle with. I know, like, in terms of me, my problem or my experience with legalism was more like dressing and, like, that concept of modesty uh, right for me it was like obviously in what I would say is obviously like oh no how am I gonna judge you the way that you dress obviously like but then to me like like you also said I'm also the type of like a rules person and I'm type of I'm also the type of person you're like this is what this is right and this is wrong so um, my thing is that like if I saw like a Christian influence on Instagram or on social media dressed in a way that to me didn't seem first Christian I realized that I started having such a judgmental um, look at them so right. I was just like oh like how can you dress like that you Christian like how can you be Christian I'm not saying that like Christians can just like do whatever they want but I'm saying that like I wasn't viewing that person through that lens of God I was just doing right. it through my carnal eyes I'm like oh no like the skirt is too short and I realized that I wasn't even like thinking about them as a child of God I was just thinking about them as this figurehead that they always have to amount to um, a certain level of Christianity in order to be in order to be deemed as a Christian influencer right 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 yeah and like I feel like some of these things with this whole sense of like legalism and rules often comes from within the church sometimes you know because mm-hmm, yeah. um even in church there's always rules right like we're supposed to dress modestly right mm-hmm. but then nobody really defines what modesty is or they define it in just one image yeah right never giving you alternatives and i think that's a dangerous thing you know so you, you easily see someone as being legalistic or trying to control you when they tell you you can't do something without telling you what you can do or in the sense of a clothes without giving you alternative dressing or alternative ways to like be cute because that's we want to be cute and still glorify God you know and I think that's a huge disservice Mm -hmm. yeah 
and definitely the fact that you just said how we say that oh this is wrong but we don't provide alternative solutions to the problem really is that judgmental legalistic type of mindset that we have and um i just wanted to bring um the word into this and i'm not going to read the whole section but i'm just going to kind of do like a little synopsis of what um the bible says and it's in Luke chapter 18, verses 9 to 14. And it's about the um, the Pharisee and the tax collector. And um, if you kind of know what a Pharisee is, um, or do you want to kind of explain what a Pharisee is, Lizzie? So Pharisees were teachers of the law, right? They had studied the word back and front. Like they knew the thing like even better than they knew themselves. Yeah right because this from when they started they were just all over it mm-hmm. you know making interpretations and then trying to teach it to other people so they can walk right with god yeah and so like we said pharisees were really like intense studies of um the word or the law of god and also um tax collectors especially um yeah especially during those times were not viewed in a good light because oftentimes they were associated with oh, like robbing people of their money and being cruel and not having a heart. So in this parable that God, um, that Jesus is telling to others, um, the Pharisee and the tax collector go to pray at the temple, and then the Pharisee starts to pray, thanking God that you know I'm not as bad as the tax collector, like, and he starts listening. Um, listing all these different credentials that he has as a Pharisee he starts saying that oh like I fast twice a week I pay my tithe I pray I don't do this I don't do that meanwhile the tax collector said to God God be just be merciful to me because I am a sinner and then what Jesus said was the tax collector was the one who became justified because he was humble and realized his stature in front of God right and do you have anything else um, to add right so we actually in my church over here um, we were doing a series on the seven deadly sins right Mm -hmm. and the very first one of the series was the idea of pride yeah and how pride is like a great um, it's a pretty big sin or people like it's one of those silent sins that as you can see the Pharisee fell into right and so um in that story when we see it the pharisee is like oh um i do all of these things so i'm definitely good i'm good enough no god i deserve it this is the stick this is the standard you're measuring us by i fulfilled all of it mm-hmm. you know i'm good and then i love how the um the tax collector again he's like man i'm not even worthy to be in the presence of god right recently i was actually doing a study of what does mercy mean right because i'm like mercy grace all these things i, I don't get it sometimes yeah but, um mercy deals with asking god for forgiveness because we know we are undeserving we know nothing we do can ever be good enough you know and so um in this story i think this is a really good example of like uh, legalism because you definitely do see the list of these are all the things I'm doing, the behaviors, the, the regular standards, 
right? And then you see um, it contrast against the person who doesn't meet the standards. Or maybe he does, he doesn't really mention it. And he just says, um, have mercy upon me, you know? Mm-hmm. And in so many ways, you'll see the Pharisee and we'll be like, wow, like, I need to be on his level. But then Jesus totally trips us up by going, wait a minute, the tax collector is the one whose prayer was heard. Yeah. You know, and that's crazy. So it just makes you think, so I don't need to meet all these standards or God doesn't care about all these accolades. Like, I think that's so profound, you know? Yeah. And I really think it's kind of a matter of the heart. Why are you doing all of this? Is it so that you can look good in front of your other friends or your family members or your society? Or is are you doing it because you truly have a heart that longs for God and you have a heart that longs to please God in everything? Um, what I wrote down here when I was doing my little research for legalism is um, shame without help. Um, also, legalism has a, a lack of grace and it's a lot about judgment the grace of God doesn't really factor it it's like if you do this then you're not part of us it's kind of like a a, a society like a like a I want to say like a gang but like a exclusive group like yeah 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 (laughs) yeah it's just like because you don't do this you're not part of us and kind of just to put it onto um I guess modern terms or terms that people can relate to it's kind of like saying that oh because I don't drink I don't smoke I don't do drugs I don't have sex I don't like party and go around um I'm a better Christian or I'm a better representation of um Christ or and to the public it looks better but really your heart is far away from God you're not really connected to God because you're just doing all of this either because you believe that this is what's going to get you into heaven or it's because it's been so ingrained in you since the start that you don't really know how to operate against it. Um, Yeah. And um, I also had this key point about how I realized that I kind of had like this type of legalism mindset and now that I'm trying to like draw away from it and one thing that I really see now a lot in social media is this like should Christians be Democrat or Republican and uh, I just feel and before um, I don't think I really had any um, view on this but then now I see that a lot of people are like polarized because a lot of people don't believe that you can be a Christian and be a Republican you can be a Christian and be Democrat or you can be a Christian and be Republican it's very um, not a it's, it's not really given a choice and I don't know if you've ever experienced something like that Lizzie that you wish to share upon yeah I feel like this debate is always going on as far as like when we get into politics right <laughs> but yeah. I think <laughs> the funniest thing is I think it's in the book of Joshua right or I forget where it is exactly but um, God appears before I believe it was Joshua and Joshua asked him whose side are you on mm, right Yeah. and then God was like I think you're asking the wrong question brother <laughs> like I ain't on nobody's <laughs> side it's either you with me or you wait and Joshua I believe it was him uh, just like bowed down and was like, yo, 
God. And like, you're right. I'm on the side of the, um, the what's it called? I forgot his name at that point, but he's like, I'm on your side, God. Mm-hmm. And so I think something as Christians, we have to be really careful of or take note of is when we get in those debates, we have to consider where would God stand? Yeah. Where would Jesus be in this, right? And so the question is, can you be this and still follow Christ, right? Mm-hmm. It's you need to switch those things, right? It's can I follow Christ and be this? So you put Christ as your first identity yeah. and then you let everything else just be second, right? And it's as long as Christ is in it, as long as Christ approves of it, then you follow those, right? You let Christ lead you. You don't let the politics lead you or the people lead you or any of those other things. All those are secondary because what comes first should always be Christ. And so as far as like when people argue with me concerning, oh, you have to be this way or you have to do whatever. I'm like, hold that thought for a sec. Let me go double check (laughs) with um, my daddy upstairs. Let's see. Dad, what do you think about this? Because I don't know how to respond. It's really confusing, you know? So as far as that, like, I'm like, yo, you can tell me whatever you want to tell me. (laughs) Like, you could give a huge argument over this. But I'm going to go double check with Christ. Yeah. So hold for a sec. (laughs) And that's really what um, we really all should be doing as Christians. I know like this term is kind of overplayed in terms of like what would Jesus do? But really it's you have to seek the counsel of God. What would God want you to do? Or what does God support? Because your ways are supposed to align with his ways. Right. Right. And you're not supposed to to force the will of God into the way that you want to live it's the opposite we conform into god when we come to mm, christianity right and right. we were made in his image he yes. we didn't make him yes and when we accepted christ we were given that sonship that we were actually his sons and his daughters so i think that when it comes to just like because sometimes i feel like people learning god in their lives i don't think they mm. really this understand how God reaches into every aspect of our lives including politics health care um, social justice all of this and that's something that I'm coming to learn that he actually cares about all of this it's not just I'm in God y'all on earth that's it no he right. is ingrained into every part of our lives I was just reading Genesis um chapter 18 I believe and I was just kind of going over the story of Abraham and when Sodom and Gomorrah was about to be destroyed the Lord personally came down from heaven went to Abraham to go and visit him that's how concerned he is with our daily uh, lives because to me it was just mind-blowing that God like imagine Abraham's just living his life you hear a knock at the door and it's God and two angels like God personally came and visited you and I think that's just right. a testament to see how God wants to be so involved in our lives that we shouldn't just limit him in what we do, but we should just involve him in every aspect of our lives, you know? Right, right. Like, it's crazy that the creator of the universe would ask for your input yeah. on a matter he don't even need your input on, Yeah, you know? It just shows how always relational he's ever, he's been since, yeah. like, the beginning. Because even when you think about it, he said in Genesis again, he said, let us create man in our image, right? Mm-hmm. It's like he could have just done it. He was like, let us like 
he consulted the trinity he consulted all of those mind you he's supreme and sovereign i think that's crazy and just shows again how much god loves conversation he loves relationship yeah. you know especially with him he doesn't he can do whatever he wants right and he will but it's like he wants us in there he wants us involved and that's beautiful yeah and it's really is that he he desires a relationship with us and when we see um i guess all these um big name preachers and those that we look up to that have such a close relationship with god it's it's a it's an intimacy with god that you get the more you seek after him and i think that's one of our goals that we should reach as as christians that we should seek to be intimate with god that we should involve god into every aspect of our lives and um the second question i kind of wanted to ask you was when you kind of how did you identify like legalism in your mindset and when you did identify it how what actions did you take in order to seek the will of god in order to like kind of remove yourself from that mindset yo so like like i said i'm a very legalistic person i like order i like rules i like everything like this is how you do this and we gonna stick to that right and so i think i realized that my last year of like um, my undergraduate degree right mm-hmm. and I was just like I was talking to my best friend and I was like man I don't think I'm good enough you know yeah. I think I have to do more um you know or it'll be the opposite where I'm like I'm like yo I think I'm good god you owe me this you know because I'm good mm. um and it was like I was stuck in between those two things and I sometimes call it like an inferiority kind of superiority complex where I don't think I'm enough yet I think I'm like (laughs) duh-ish and it's it's just it's just crazy and so um how did I deal with it I guess for me it was I had to like I'm a thinker I think everything through and I sat down and I was like okay god let's have a real conversation Um, And so I created like this list for myself and on one of them, I created like things I want to see or do um, in my life to represent Christ, right? And then I was like, in order to uphold this vision or this um, thing I want to meet up to, I was like, I have to cast away legalism. You know, Mm -hmm. I want to cast away legalism so that I can experience true freedom. Yeah. And so for me, the biggest things I realized I had to take away was um, not wasting time to prove I am worthy of praise, you know, because I love compliments. Like, my love language is words of affirmation, like, butter me up. <laughs> so I, um, I would spend or do things way out of the way just so people could tell me how great I was. And that's yeah. that was tiring. I was like, at the end of the day, I was like, bro, like, I was... I, I did all that just to get a compliment and I don't feel any better. And so I realized like I had to stop wasting that time to prove for people to prove I'm worthy, you know, stop like sort of seeking the attention. Mm. And then um, I had to realize that whatever I was doing, I had to do it out of love and not fear, right? Mm-hmm. And that meant for me specifically, I had to understand that there is no shame in saying no see something or someone and at the same time realize that there's also no glory for me in saying yes to something yeah you know and I had to make those two distinctions right 
because I was like, oh, I always have to say yes. Otherwise, I'm not being a good Christian. Otherwise, I'm not being kind. You know, I can't say no. And just like all these things that was restricting me from being free, you know? And so I had to realize for me, at the core of all these, it was a huge sense of pride. There was a huge sense of uh, glory, praise, worthiness, right? And I had to realize that I'm going to cast all those away and give it back to God instead of doing this. So um, that's something I realized. But I was right before this uh, podcast or talk, I was thinking about it. I was like, okay, how can I actually simplify this into like something that's more easy to understand or for myself, more easy to see my procedure, right? Mm -hmm. And so I realized that... um, legalism right deals with fairness what is fair and in order to combat legalism or fairness you have to care right and so these are little like acronyms um that i'm gonna like explain real quick as i was when i was asking god again how did we deal with my legalism right and how did we first identify so in fair there's f right f for familiarity it's a sense of this is what I've always done so I'll keep doing it or the idea or the belief of this is just the way it is Mm -hmm. right and then the A stands for automated a series of events or things that you do or you don't don't do Mm -hmm. this eventually like when you have a checklist that you continuously do eventually it becomes a habit or an automatic process that you no longer really evaluate it you just say that's the way I am yeah. and this again goes back to that whole fairness thing or familiarity thing and it's like okay that's that's not working um another thing was I for impressive right so <laughs> something I thought was so great about myself in my legalism was I was like yeah I'm doing all these amazing things that deserves praise sort of like the Pharisee Mm. um and I was like yeah I'm pretty impressive like I did all of that so people can applaud you people can think about how aggressive you are and it's just like that whole idea of pride and you see this specifically in the Bible again in Luke 10 verse 38 to 42 with the story of Mary and Martha right because when you look at them, Martha was like, I'm cooking and I'm cleaning and Mary isn't doing anything. She's just sitting there. Yeah. Oh, and she took great pride in all the work she did. And then, like, mind you, that's impressive. Since you cooking for so many people, like, that's great. But it's like, you took all of that thing you were supposed to be doing for love and you did it to seem impressive, right? To the point where when other people weren't doing it, you were sad or disappointed or upset. Um, and then in fair, we have the R requirements, right? This is often when you apply, you know, when you apply for a job, um, they give you a list of requirements. These are all the things you need to meet or do in order to be successful in this job, right? Yeah. Um, and so it's often, so when you meet those standards, you're like, oh, I'm good. I don't need to do anything. Mm-hmm. You know, or somebody tells you, you got to do more. You're like, for real? like I'm doing what I'm supposed to do so why are you bothering me you know but Jesus doesn't want you to be good enough he wants you to be like above and beyond Mm -hmm. and so going back to Luke 18 um specifically 18 verses 18 to 30 remember there's the story of the young rich man who comes up to Jesus and is like how can I turn to the kingdom of heaven yeah right and Jesus is like you gotta 
obey the laws. You got to love your mother, love your father, not commit murder and all these things. He's like, yeah, that's me. I did it. I got it. Right. Mm-hmm. And then Jesus goes above and beyond and tells him, you got to give up the one thing you truly love, which is like all your money to the poor. And he was like, mm. hold up. <laughs> right. <laughs> You know, and that again goes back to the requirements. He met the requirements. He met the basic requirements. Yeah. You know, but he didn't realize there was more to that. And so I think that's something you can sort of apply or look at to see if you're being legalistic. Yeah. You know, are you fair looking at that whole fair thing? Um, and so again, how you combat legalism is by caring or asking yourself, do I care? Mm-hmm. You know? And so with care, it's number one. Does this Christ-like or Christ look alike? Does this look like Christ? Yeah. First Corinthians uh, 11 verse one, it says, Paul told the Corinthians, he's like, you are to imitate me just as I imitate Christ, right? Mm-hmm. That Christ is the standard under it. So if something comes up and we ensure we gotta, again, go back to the word of God, go back to, Sort of like what you were saying, WWJD, or what <laughs> Jesus do, you know? Yeah. Um, in all seriousness, you know? Is this something Jesus touched on? Is this something Jesus um, talked about? If Jesus didn't do it, did his believers, did his followers, you know? And so, like, really use the Bible. Look at it, because Second Corinthians 3, verse 16 to 17, says that all scripture... Uh, give me one second. So, second. Timothy verse 3 through 16 through 17 um, states that all scripture is God breath and is useful for teaching, rebuke, correcting, training, and righteousness, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Mm-hmm. Right? So gotta see, like be Christ like. Yeah. Um, then A, you know. Um, this is amplify or augments the kingdom or the kingdom works. So you got to ask yourself, are you working for the kingdom? Or is your actions or this whole ideal new rules adding to God? Will God get the praise? Will people recognize God in this? Will people see God's goodness through this action or behavior? You know, you can't just be out here doing things um, or making rules just to make rules for rules sake. Yeah. You know, like you got to do it out of love, out of care, out of um, adding to the individual, mm-hmm. right? Honoring them. So you see in Romans 12, verse 10, it says, uh, uh, Paul reminds us, love one another deeply as brothers and sisters, outdo one another in showing honor, and to show honors to add to someone, right? Mm-hmm. And then there's our relationships. Are you having a relationship with God? Are you doing this out of love, right? Because First John verse four, First um, John four verse nineteen says that we love because Christ first loved us. Yeah. Right. And then one of my um, favorite verses or favorite books in the Bible is Corinthians 13 where it talks about what is love, love is kind, love is patient mm-hmm. but even more than that my favorite um, line in that verse is seen in 1 Corinthians 13 verse 10 through 13 where it says um, but when completeness comes 
what is part disappears. When I was a child, I talked like a child, I thought like a child, I reasoned like a child. But when I became a man, I put away the childhood behind me. For now, we see only a reflection as a mirror. There we shall see, then we shall see face to face. Now I know in parts, then I shall know fully, even as I am fully known. Right, going back to a relationship requires you to know the individual, right? And Christ knows us, right? But do we understand how fully known we are? So go to that relationship, do it out of a relationship. If you don't know or understand something, seek that relationship, um, either with that individual and with Christ, most of all. And then finally, the E in care is like, is this enjoyable? Like, yeah. is this rule you're setting allowing you to have fun? Think about it. Like, really, really think about it because God didn't give us these things, didn't give us all that life has so that we can not have fun, mm-hmm. you know, that we cannot enjoy it. Um, and just in case you don't believe me, let me <laughs> just give you another verse. This is also another favor first timothy 6 verse 17 command those uh command those who are rich in this present world not to be arrogant nor to put their hopes in wealth which is so uncertain but put their hope in god who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment right and so sometimes when people give me or tell me a new rule or tell me um, some new idea, right? When I consider all of these, one is a biblical, one does it add to the kingdom, one does it better my relationship with Christ and um, other people. I also wonder, is this something I'm gonna have fun doing? Is this yeah. something I'm gonna enjoy doing, right? Because if everything is provided to us by Christ for our enjoyment, then it shouldn't be something that I work for or something that feels like a hassle. You know, I ain't about to do that. <laughs> like, yeah. I have enough work to do. <laughs> have some fun. <laughs> so I think that's how um, I, again, go back to identifying or how in a step-by-step manner, I sort of identify my legalism mm-hmm. by seeking fairness yeah. and how I take care of it or remove legalism from my life by seeking to care care for other people to care for the word of god and his kingdom yeah and um thank you so much for those affirmations because i really do believe that we have to take practical steps and examine our lives to see whether it aligns with the word of god um i just wanted to leave y'all with this um bible verse that's in the um, ephesians chapter 2 verses 8 to 9 that says for grace sorry for by grace you have been saved through faith and that not of yourselves is a gift from god now works lest anyone should boast so this is the word is telling us right now that salvation is gained by grace through faith it's a gift from god that he gave to us that we and all our works that we will do would not amount to any would not amount to the grace that's a gift from god so thank you so much Lizzie, for um coming on the podcast and sharing with us your experience with legalism and giving us some great advice of course love to be here <laughs>
Yes, and thank you guys for listening to the second episode of the Absolute Truth Podcast. My name is Abby, and stay safe, and God bless.